Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Firstly, I'd like to apologise. I've been MIA for quite a while now. Just been busy with work and family. So back to doing Football Talk Podcast again. A lot has happened since I did my last episode. Um, so yeah, a lot to talk about. So let's dive in and review Match Week 21. The first game has to go towards the sort of title race or title impact match, I would say, is Arsenal versus Manchester United. So what a spectacular game this was. A game that probably had some importance for the first time in a very long time, to be honest, between the two sides. Uh, it started with Rashford opening the scoreline. So at that point, you're thinking, mm, it could be an upset here. A lot of people were not giving Manchester United a chance and saying Arsenal will walk through them during this game. But it didn't start off in that fashion. And Katia, for me, was fantastic throughout the game. He scored the first goal with a great header. And I imagine Arsenal fans were questioning if he deserved a, a new contract not so long ago. And for me, he's been the perfect cover for Jesus, who may in fact struggle to get back into the team now as the way things are unfolding. Another honourable mention is Saka, who was fantastic and probably man of the match, in my opinion. He scored a great goal from the right wing, curls it into the bottom corner. Unstoppable, in my opinion. Right now, I have to say he's probably the, de he's probably the best winger in the Premier League so far this season and deserves all the plaudits that he's receiving right now. And Katia managed to get the winner, uh, which could be a defining moment of the season. Now, in my last episode, I didn't save Arsenal were going to win. So has my mind changed? Do I think Arsenal will win? We'll find out later, as I will be presenting mid-season predictions. So we'll, we'll, we'll soon unfold that very shortly. Next game, Liverpool versus Chelsea. So who would have thought that this match would be <laughs> between two mid-table teams? It's embarrassing to say as a Liverpool fan. And I think the game was actually a true reflection of both teams. A lackluster performance with neither teams having the cutting edge in front of goal. First half, Chelsea actually scored, uh, but it was ruled offside from VAR. Um, it was a Havertz tap-in, which for me was the correct decision. Uh, Liverpool were absolutely shocking uh, when it came to defending set pieces. It's like they've never played football before. It was quite awful to watch. Um, second half, Liverpool started better. They were more aggressive, but with no end product, to be honest. Chelsea has some great opportunities, including a couple solo runs from Ziyech and their new signing, Mudrik, on two separate occasions. Speaking of Mudrik, let's talk about him as a new signing. Boy, does he look like a talent. Uh, exciting player with great dribbling skill. Uh, I think he will certainly um, have the Chelsea fans on the edge of their seats. I think it's an exciting prospect for the team. Arsenal fans may be disappointed that they didn't sign the player. But I think for the player, it was probably the right move to go to Chelsea in terms of I think he'll get more game time there and he'll definitely stake a claim in the Chelsea starting lineup. At Arsenal, I think with Martellini on the left-hand side, it was always going to be difficult to break into the team. He would have been more of a rotational player, which judging by his cameo over the weekend, I think he deserves to be a star in whichever team he plays for. So, so yeah, good signing. And let's see how 
his season unfolds with his new team. But back to the game. Um, in the end, for me, it was the right result. Neither teams deserve to get the three points, in my opinion. On to Liverpool. So it's been a while since I've spoken about Liverpool, so I have a lot to say. Um, it's not been easy time to be a Liverpool fan, to say the least. Frustrating is probably the right word to describe it. Uh, for me, the silver lining from this game was uh, Bajetic, who made his full debut in the centre of midfield. And to be fair, he didn't disappoint. He was fantastic in the game. And for me, he's been a breath of fresh air for Liverpool. Robertson returned back to the lineup. He was very adventurous in his play, pretty much running around everywhere. So that was a positive sign there. Now, <laughs> Elliot playing on the left wing was a terrible decision by Klopp. Uh, he was pretty much ineffective throughout the whole game. Uh, so it's not a position that I'd like to see him play in the future. New signing, uh, Cody Gakpo, led the line. Obviously, can play as a striker, but it's not his strongest position. Uh, he had a couple of shots in the first half, which for me, he should have done a lot better with. I'm already seeing Liverpool fans online writing off Gakpo, which for me is ridiculous. Um, he hasn't even been at the club for a month yet. Um, the guy probably still hasn't got his internet set up in his house. Like That's how long he's moved into the country. So uh, some fans very quick to dismiss new signings. No, give him some time. Um, I'm sure uh, he'll, he'll improve going forward. He's just joined a new club in probably the, mo the worst time you could. We've got so many injuries um, to our first team players. And obviously, the more important factors of being in a new surrounding, new teammates, uh, new culture, new way of playing football, and a new league, which is completely different to what he's used to in Holland. So, personally, I was very pleased when we signed him. I think he was the right profile of a player to to recruit. Uh, I believe he will surprise a lot of people. Um, and I can see him scoring a lot of goals once he's settled into the team. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm seeing a lot of fans and content creators as well saying Klopp out, which everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. But for me, that's just a ridiculous point of view. Um, football fans need to stop having short-term memories. Um, it's getting boring now, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying Klopp is immortal and he shouldn't be criticised. But to say you want him out of the club, for me, it's just out of order. Um, who would you get as a replacement manager? There's no one out there in world football that I'd replace him with. So having said that, Klopp has made a lot of mistakes tactically this season. Um, I've mentioned this before in my previous episode. Uh, we need to stop playing 4-3-3. Um, it's not a formation that's working for us. Our midfielders are not capable of playing heavy football, heavy metal football, I should say. We're pretty much playing slow jams right now, and that's not a good thing. So... Liverpool need to switch up the tactics, uh, whether that's going back to a 4-2-3-1, uh, which we actually had some success playing um, when Klopp decided to reinvent the team. Well, that's what he quoted to saying in, in his uh, pre-match conference before he made those changes. So I think that's something we need to go back into going either a 4-2-3-1 or... Maybe you try a different formation, maybe a 3-4-3 three, three or a 3-5-2. We're so predictable right now. Um, Klopp said we need to reinvent ourselves, so why have we gone back to our old ways? So 
and with January as well, there comes a lot of speculation linking, being linked with 52 odd midfielders uh, that are apparently going to join. Uh, I'm tired of listening to all of these rumours about Jude Bellingham. I pretty much do that Memphis Depay celebration. I just cover my ears because it's just nonsense to me right now. Um, talks of new owners as well. You know, I saw the speculation about the Qatari owners. I'm not going to lie, got a little bit excited about it. Uh, but it's just rumours. It's just talk at, at the moment. So right now, things need to be fixed on the pitch. And it's not happening for Liverpool right now. So a change of tactics, a change of formation, I think will help going forward. Uh, we've got no Van Dijk at the minute. Jota and Diaz, I'm not sure how long it will be for them to return, but they're solely missed right now. So, yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, top four, that's not even a conversation. I feel like we just need to perform better to give the fans something to be excited about going into next season. I'm looking for past this season. This season's a write-off in my eyes. So, we'll see how uh, things unfold. Third game, Man City versus Wolves. No surprise in this result for me. Um, hence why I'm sure a lot of FPL managers went for Haaland as their captain because I did as well. So managed to get some points from there. And speaking of Haaland, another hat-trick for him. That takes his tally to 25 goals this season, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Um, halfway through the season, he's got 25 goals. It's outrageous. The goals itself were trademark striker goals. First was a header. Nice cross by Kevin De Bruyne. Second was a nice finish from the penalty spot. The third goal was pretty much all about the pressing from Mares, who gets the ball from a misplaced pass by Jose Sarr and squared it to Haaland, who hits the empty, empty back of the net. So Man City are only five points adrift from top spot and they're due to play Arsenal, I believe, twice as well. So still a lot to play for. Title race... For me, it's between the two. But I feel like Manchester United are in the mix as well, despite what other fans say. So, a lot to happen in the Premier League. I don't think it's, it's shut shut up right now in terms of the top four is what it's going to be. But we'll see how it goes. In terms of other important games over the weekend, Fulham versus Tottenham, not an easy fixture for Spurs, as Fulham made it difficult for them. But Kane managed to grab the winner with a lo nice long shot uh, finish that makes him Spurs top scorer with 266 goals, which is an amazing achievement. Rumours are he plans to extend his contract at Spurs, which I'm sure Spurs fans will be very pleased to hear. Surprising for me as I would have felt like he maybe want to, want to try his luck somewhere else. I know he didn't get that move to Man City, but he could go to Manchester United. I think that would be a good move for him, but whether he wants to move clubs at this stage of his career or maybe he's content being at Tottenham uh, remains to be seen. But we'll see how it goes. I'm sure the rumour mills will be going crazy in the next few months. And the other game was Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Goalless game, but Newcastle could have easily won this. Um, they mounted a lot of chances throughout the game. Palace did really well to keep a clean sheet and to get the point. And to be fair, they probably could have got the winner as well. But Pope denied Mateta with a world-class finish. So he was they were quite unlucky not to get the points there. So that's my review of Match Week 21. Uh, on to the next segment of the show, FPL 
manager of Dewey. So that goes to Brian Taboo. Um, his team name is Mind the Gap, and he managed to get 101 points. Um, so well done, Brian. That whenever you get triple figures in FPL, that's a good that's a good achievement. So you're currently 45th. I'm actually above you in the league. Uh, pause. So I'm 44th in the FPL league. So I hope to climb up uh, in the near future. As I mentioned earlier in the show, um, I wanted to do a mid-season prediction. So who do I think will win the league? I'm going for Arsenal. I think Arsenal have the momentum right now. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Man City, for me, they're getting wins here and there. But you can see the frustration coming from Pep in his uh, post-match conferences. He doesn't seem happy. I think he feels like his players are on cruise, cruise control right now, where they're just playing, but they're not really fighting the way they used to, maybe getting a bit complacent. Uh, in their general play. I, I don't know. I feel like Man City are capable of stringing a lot of wins. I think the games between Arsenal and Man City obviously will be defining moments of the season. But I feel like Arsenal might just have it in them to to go past the line. So, you know, hurts to say it, but, you know, it is what it is. Top four, I'm going for Arsenal, obviously, to win the league. I'm going for Man City second. Third place, I'm going for Manchester United. And a surprise one, I'm going for Newcastle to finish fourth. Um, I think Manchester United have shown a great account of themselves this season. Uh, even though they're not the finished article, in my opinion, I think they will be signing a lot of players in the summer. Obviously, no Ronaldo, who, who's moved to Saudi Arabia. They've got Weghorst as a short-term solution for now. So you're expecting a top striker to join in the summer. And the team seems to be playing well. They're getting a lot of wins. Rashford has managed to resurrect himself and playing in a different level. So, so they deserve to be where they are. And I think they will finish third. Newcastle, for me, probably have the best defensive record in the league. If they get top four, next season is going to be a bit of a madness, to say the least, uh, with the unlimited funds that the owners possess, uh, they'll be making a lot of moves in the transfer market in the summer. So, yeah, a scary thought. But as a football fan, I have to be honest, I do think they look very strong and could get the fourth spot in the end. Just got a few comments here. First comment from Football Power Hour. Big up, dropped my like already. Thank you very much, Football Power Hour. Appreciate the support. Madison Smith, we were game in hand against Everton and a five-point lead. Man City will most likely have to be at least nine points better than Arsenal with 18 games to play. Arsenal also have 17th toughest uh, schedule remain. From all the evidence we have seen this season, shouldn't Arsenal be the infamous favourite? They should be. Um, but I think people are going off by track record in recent years where even when Arsenal have been in the top four race, I know the Champions League is pretty much secured now, so that's a positive to take. But in previous years, Arsenal have, I wouldn't like to say bottled it, but they've actually failed to get top four where they've been in very strong positions. And obviously, Man City are more than capable of getting a lot of wins. Plus, Arsenal and Man City are due to play each other twice as well. So if Man City were to get two wins there, then tables have turned. So... 
I think that's why a lot of people in the in the media are being dismissed. Not dismissive, but they're saying that because City are more than capable of doing it, and they've been doing it in consecutive seasons as well, that they can actually do it. Like Liverpool have been in stronger positions in the in previous years and we've bottled it as well. And then City have just gone past us. So you would say they're favourites, but we're still midway through the season. As a Liverpool fan, I'll tell you for a fact, we've dropped the title in this sort of position as well. So just because your team's doing really well doesn't mean nothing's impossible. Anything can happen. You can have a string of games where you've dropped form and those wins that are being consecutive right now turn into draws. Or if you have one of your major players go out for injuries, because right now, luck is definitely on Arsenal's side. They haven't really had many injuries to their top players right now. Liverpool and Chelsea, for example, I mentioned being mid-team tables, but both teams have had a lot of injuries to, to survive on. Obviously, we don't have rich owners to, to help us stash the cash and spend 400 million or whatever the figure is in the last two windows. So, so yeah, but I, I, I think based on what I've seen from Arsenal, they look very strong and the level of football they're playing is is frightening so and it's a young team so you're hoping that it grows but i would say regardless of where arsenal finished this season i think it's still been a success arteta's position was pretty much in question before the season started so for him to even be part of a title race is a big deal in my opinion so so yeah positive signs for arsenal fans there got another comment from madison the champions league title is the holy grail for man city do they abandon that to spend more focus on the league? That's interesting. I love to get Man City's point of view from that, from a from a fan point of view. From a neutral, I think you try to go for both, to be fair. Um, I wouldn't say you drop the league because it's not like you're walking away with it right now. It's only five points. Five points is not a lot. Um it can change in, in a matter of few games. So I don't think they will abandon their focus on the league. But I think they, they do want that Champions League win in, in their in their ratio. And I think that's probably why they signed Haaland. Me personally, I don't think um, Haaland was a Pep signing. I think it was a signing made by the Man City board because um, he doesn't really fit into the style of play or the tactics that Pep normally deploys. So... So he's been brought in to bring that Champions League home. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Champions League is back in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to in the near future. And before we round up, we can quickly speak about transfers. So I think Arsenal were unlucky not to get Modric. I know a lot of fans were quite disappointed with not signing the player. I think Trossard is a good acquisition. I think he fits the right profile in terms of having a player who is in his peak, which he has been in the last season or two with Brighton. I also think he's a good cover for Martinelli, but he brings something different. And he, he showed that in the game against Manchester United. Just brings a different speed, different light to the game. And he has a lot of goals in him as well. So I think, I think that was a great signing personally. Chelsea have got Mudrick. Yeah, he looks like a, a star boy, to say the least. He looks like a top, top talent. Uh, Liverpool got Gakpo. Yeah, for me, good signing. A lot of fans have already dismissed it. 
Uh, Man City have just signed a young Argentinian midfielder as well, but I don't think he's available until either later on this season or maybe next summer, um, as I think he's participating in an under-20 uh, championship. So he's not part of it at the moment. Uh, Newcastle are looking at getting a striker, but I'm not sure who is at this stage because they've given uh, Chris Woods uh, on loan to uh, Nottingham Forest, I believe. So... I think they're also linked with uh, Navas Taylor, Navas, sorry, Kevin Navas for um, the goalkeeper position, which is an interesting, interesting move there. So, so yeah, a lot of speculation regarding moves. I'll probably speak about more detail next week because we've got one week left. So I think once the window's wrapped up, we can kind of do a more thorough review. And that wraps us for today. So thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you to Madison for the comments and the comment from Football Power Hour as well. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Everything is appreciated in terms of your support. Uh, the next show will be uh, later this week, in fact. So trying to get back into the rhythm of things now. So I'll plan on doing a match preview for Brighton versus Liverpool. So this is the FA Cup game taking place this weekend. So I'll do a quick match review for that. And then next week... Uh, We'll do a preview of Wolves versus Liverpool as well. So, yeah. Make sure to follow me on social as well at AussieFTP on Twitter or Aussie.FTP on Instagram. Keep you posted with all the content. Plus, you get to see all my reactions regarding transfers and speculation here and there. So, so yeah, feel free to engage with me. I'll, I'll be quite responsive regarding that. I've been producing some short video content as well, so make sure you go over to my socials and have a have a look. Um, you might agree with some points, you might not, but we're, here, we're all here for debate, aren't we? So, and that's the view of being a football fan. But as always, guys, thank you again. Take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very soon. Good night.